Hi, and welcome to the Mindful Shape Podcast. I'm Paula Parker, and I'm a life and weight loss coach. I recently sent out an email to you asking you what you most want to learn and topics you would like me to go into in depth Uh, for a new course that I'm just started working on. And if you didn't get that email and you'd like to be included in this kind of thing in the future, or you'd just like to hear from me, then you can sign up at my website. The link is in the bio. It's mindfulshape.com. In my emails, I get a little bit more personal than I do here on the podcast about my own journey and what I'm going through. So if that's interesting to you and helpful, then that's available there. And I really appreciate those of you who responded with such great topics, and it will also help me create content for the podcast, because now I know what you want to learn about. So again, thank you so much for taking the time to do that. And it's not too late if you saw that email and then promptly forgot about it, or if it's in the bottom of your inbox, there's still time. So just let me know what you most want to learn about. And if your ears perked up about the course, don't worry, I will be filling you in on all the details as I get closer to making that available. All that to say, I decided to cover weight loss maintenance because I noticed this was a theme in the responses that I received. How do you maintain the weight loss success you've had so far? And what about after you've achieved your bold weight loss goal and are finished releasing weight? What happens then? (laughs) If you've lost and gained the same weight over and over again, you know how frustrating and defeating that is. I don't want that for you ever again. It might be stirring up some worry in you because you're currently believing a very common myth about what maintenance looks like. So today I'm going to help you identify the worst myth about weight loss maintenance and all the ways it shows up to get in the way of you feeling 100% confident in your ability to maintain your success. And I'll show you how it may be, in fact, getting in the way of you releasing the weight too. Plus, I'm going to tell you exactly how to banish that looming fear of the weight coming back on. So let's get right to it. The worst and most common myth you may be believing without even knowing it is that how you will maintain your weight loss success is drastically different to how you have released it, that it's going to require a whole new set of skills and actions on your part. You may be under the illusion that you'll figure out how to maintain your natural weight once you're there and loving your new body. You know this is you if you're feeling desperate and are leaning towards a quite restrictive way of eating right now. I want to share a quick story with you to illustrate how common this is, this rush to the end. So a few weeks ago, my husband and I were joining some family and friends for a picnic in a park across the street from my in-laws place. And I'll preface this by just letting you know that we were already running late as per usual, which drives me nuts. So my cortisol was already up a bit. So anyway, so we parked right outside their place and my son, who's now a year and a half, recognized where we were and got really excited. So he's saying Nana, Nana over and over, which is so cute, right? But of course we weren't going in because we were meeting them in the park. So he didn't know that. And so he starts freaking out, crying and yelling out Nana as I try to carry him into the park. And so he's crying and throwing his arms and kicking his legs around. And I'm trying to manage carrying, I think he's like 24 pounds now, 24 pound 
toddler and I'm thinking, okay, we just have to get into the park and he'll see, right? She's there waiting for us. If we just hurry, if we speed up and go faster, we'll get there and he'll see his Nana is there in the park and won't be upset anymore. Like, let's just move faster and everything will be fine. So my husband, on the other hand, had a different approach and he was like, let's slow down. <laughs> let's take a break. He was like, he doesn't want to be carried right now. Just put him down. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? As he's thrashing like a fish out of water. Right? So we put him down or I put him down and right away, he just started to calm down, stopped crying. Then my husband held him there for not even a minute until he seemed ready to be carried the rest of the way. Now, you might guess that, of course, I was super annoyed that my husband was the better parent in this situation. <laughs> but that aside, it was a good little reminder for me. Sometimes the best thing to do is slow down, reassess, and not be in such a rush to get there. The journey is much more pleasurable, less crying for sure. So you might be thinking that it will be easier after you've lost the weight. When you're feeling great at your natural weight, wearing all your favorite clothes, you won't want to even overeat or ever over drink ever again. It will just go away automatically somehow. That desire just won't be there anymore. You'll look so different. You will feel so different. You will also be different without any of the problems that you have now. Sometimes our brain really believes that. <laughs> you might be thinking once you get to maintenance, it will be smooth sailing and feel so amazing. You'll have at least some healthy habits to rely on, right? What could possibly go wrong? Or on the flip side, you think that it will be harder when you get to maintenance. Sure, you know how to drop a few pounds or even a lot, right? You've been successful in the past at losing weight, but keeping it off is truly the hard part. I mean, look at all the evidence that you have. You've lost weight before, but never kept it off. Maintaining your weight is hard. That's what we believe. How can you live the rest of your life in restriction? It's just not possible. It feels terrible, right? Your brain is like, either I can have the body I want and a life of restriction, or I can eat whatever I want and never be at my natural weight. Two very hard choices. And lastly, you might be a bit worried that it won't be as good as you'd hoped when you reach your goal weight. Maybe you're older now, your skin isn't going to bounce back as fast, or if at all, just because you now weigh what you did at 25 doesn't mean you look like you are 25. <laughs> so what happens if you put all of this work in and it's not amazing over there? What if you still don't feel confident? still don't like the way you look and still crave sugar all the time and can't have it now. What was the point of all of this? So if you've ever had one or maybe even all of these thoughts at one time or another, just know you have a totally normal, well-functioning brain. So I like to think our brain is always looking out for us, but it just doesn't have all the information and gets a bit off track. Believing that myth that how you will maintain your weight loss success is very, very different to how you have released it generates a lot of fear. So thinking that it's going to be easier, but with an underlying uncertainty that it will, because you're still confused how exactly, or that it will definitely be much harder makes you worry about it. And when you're feeling anxious and fearful about maintaining your weight, you're more likely to want to rush through it 
to just lose the weight quickly to end that anxiety. So you're more likely to consider more restrictive diets and quick fixes. So you don't do the mental, emotional work addressing the reasons why you put on the weight in the first place, why you are overeating. You may even push off your goal weight by justifying overeating, eating less healthy food, eating restrictively, then rebelling, because subconsciously you believe maintenance isn't even possible without lifetime misery and restriction. So, wow, sometimes I describe things and I wonder if it's a little bit too much of a downer. (laughs) So I hope not. I hope that when you hear this, you recognize parts of it in you and think, oh, that's what's going on. Okay, that's really good to know. Not, oh God, that's my reality and it's terrible. (laughs) The light at the end of the tunnel is coming, I promise you. So let's go there right now. What is the solution? So you need to believe that you already know how to maintain your natural weight easily and effortlessly. And for you, it might sound impossible right now. (laughs) That's okay. Let your brain freak out a little. It's probably been believing this weight loss myth about maintenance for years, if not decades. So give yourself a little bit of time for your brain to catch up. So I'll say it again. The solution here is that you need to believe that you already know how to maintain your natural weight easily and effortlessly. Now I'm going to tell you exactly how to do that, how to believe that. (laughs) And I'm so, so thrilled to share this with you because it might just change everything. Okay. So I'm not promoting the course yet because it's still in such early stages, but what I'm about to explain is just a hint of what you will be getting in there. Okay. There's going to be so much to talk about. So what do you do when you don't believe the myth that is going to be so different in in maintenance? The best way to believe anything new is to take action and create some evidence for your brain to believe. So you'll know you can maintain your success when you are confident you're in control of your weight because you know exactly what to do for your body and how to do it. So to get started, here's what I suggest you do. Choose a way of eating that you can foreseeably maintain for like maybe the next three years. This forces your brain to evaluate food plans with a realistic eye and clear head. So I think keto is a great example because it's very, very popular and a lot of people try it and they lose weight. It might be the most popular diet right now. And I personally know a few people who have lost a bunch of weight pretty quickly on it. But most people would agree it's not very sustainable either for your lifestyle or even for your health. So number two... If you're not sure and you feel very overwhelmed and confused about how to eat, I want you to consider focusing on three levers for releasing weight. The first one is pretty simply what you eat. So there's going to be foods that serve your body and serve weight loss and foods that don't. So we know that there are some foods that spike insulin like sugar, flour, and alcohol. And there are some foods that don't spike your insulin and put you into fat storage mode like healthy fat, protein, and vegetables. And then there are those foods that really depend much more on your unique constitution, foods like fruit, starches, grains, and then what I like to refer to as frankenfoods, like natural flavors and artificial sweeteners. So some so-called healthy foods aren't going to work for your body. You'll know based on how you feel. So for example, I think I've mentioned this, I know that I don't feel that great when I eat walnuts. 
So I never, it never used to be an issue for me and it's considered a healthy food, right? Healthy fat, but it just doesn't work for my body. It just doesn't feel good. And I'm sure you can think of foods right now that are similar for you. Everyone says they're great for you, but you just don't like them or you just, they don't feel good, right? You don't feel good after you eat them. So when you're thinking about what to eat, you want to be thinking about not only the science of weight loss, like, is it going to put you in fat storage mode for longer, but also how the food feels in your body. Now, on occasion, you might consciously choose to eat something that doesn't feel so great in your body, but you like your reasons, right? It's not like an all or nothing here. There are no rules. You make the rules based on the rate at which you want to release the weight and how you want to feel in your body in terms of physical comfort and your energy level. Okay, next, so now we've decided, okay, what foods serve me and what don't. Next thing you want to be thinking about, the next lever of weight loss, if you will, is when you eat. So you want to be thinking, how much time do you go without eating to allow your body to access your fat stores? the food that you have on reserve (laughs) as stored fat. So I think this one may actually be or actually make the biggest difference. So don't discount it. The more time you can allow your body to use up this stored fat, the faster your weight loss is going to be. Okay. And then lastly, you want to make decisions about how much to eat based on how satiated you feel. So for many of you, you have relied on someone else to tell you what a portion is, or you've always just been trying to eat less like I did for so many years. And then what happens is we just forget how to listen to our satiation cues. So if that's you, don't worry, you can totally do it. It just takes a little bit more practice and some experimentation with quantities. So it's kind of like you're relearning a skill you just simply forgot. Once you get really good at this, you won't be mindlessly overeating at your meals. You may be emotionally overeating, but that's a topic for another day, okay? In creating your weight loss strategy, or I call it protocol, you will be making decisions about these three elements, both while you're wanting to release weight, and then when you're finished releasing weight. It's going to be the same things that you're focused on making decisions about, but they might be different decisions depending on what your goal is. So when you really are in tune with knowing how to make these kind of decisions and adjustments with what foods you eat or don't eat, when you eat and how much, you will have a foundation. So a set of skills to rely on to create any result you want, whether that's weight loss or maintenance. That might seem far out of reach right now to have that much control. But the first step is becoming aware of those three levers right now, what you're eating, when, and how much, because those are determining your current weight. To release weight, you simply want to pull a lever. For example, maybe this week it's your focus on the what. So you really want to be focusing on eating foods that feel good in your body and that also help your body release fat with a few exceptions, right? Then the next week you are focused on befriending hunger so that you can only eat when you're really hungry and have allowed your body to use its fat stores rather than 
glucose from food for its energy, right? Your body's always going to get what it needs. It's either just going to use food or stored food in terms of um, fat on your body. So you could decide, okay, I'm not as concerned about what I'm eating in particular this week because I really want to hone in on my skill of allowing my body to get really, really hungry. And then lastly, when you feel like maybe you've mastered those, it's time to focus on how much is the optimal amount of food for your body to be nourished and release weight. You'll only know this based on how you feel during and after you eat. For many of us, we're so habituated in our eating habits that we're not even paying that much attention to our satiation cues. Okay, so be patient with yourself. This could take a little while. We simply, you know, ate what we ate today because we had it yesterday and the day before in the same quantities. We've just, we're not making any new decisions about it, right? It was like one decision made and then that was it. And we're not paying any more attention. So when I started really paying attention to how satiated I was during a meal, I noticed that there were some days that I actually didn't require as much food as I normally would, which I never (laughs) thought was possible. And then there were some days when I actually just needed a little bit more and I would allow for that as well. So you may notice that there are some foods also that you can just eat a lot of and not feel that satiated while you're eating them. But then like half an hour later, you feel overly full right? For me, these foods are like nuts and cheese because I can easily eat a large quantity of them while I'm eating and still feel like I'm not super satiated. And then later I'm like, whoa, I definitely overdid it. (laughs) So this means I want to be really conscious about not overeating these kinds of foods during my meals so that I can just feel how I want to feel later on and still have energy. Okay, we are right at the end now. So here is a quick recap in case you tuned out at any point, which is totally fine. (laughs) I understand. Okay, so the worst myth you can believe about maintenance is that it's going to be so drastically different than how you release the weight. When you believe that, it creates doubt and fear about gaining the weight back. So to change this belief, we need to start creating evidence by getting really skilled at your protocol, which is made up of conscious decision-making around food. Then at any time along your journey, you can simply rely on adjusting your protocol to release or maintain. Okay, so to review your protocol, the decisions you're making are focused on what to eat, when to eat, and how to eat. When you decide this and you don't follow through, because I know that's what you're thinking, you're like, yeah, sure, that's super simple, but like, how do I follow through? (laughs) That's when you look at why, okay? The why behind your actions. Usually there's an uncomfortable emotion or multiple uncomfortable emotions that you're simply unwilling to feel right now. And then that's where your work is. Okay. So I hope this was helpful in just clearing up a little bit about how we're thinking about maintenance and how to start thinking about creating a protocol that's very specific for you and how you're going to feel energized and nourished and feel good in your body and also be able to release the weight that you want to release. Okay. That's what I have for you. I will talk to you again soon. Okay. Bye.